the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Live from Omaha. There he is, uh, Pastor Bob Thum. He's got a new book out. We're going to talk about it in a second. It's First Peter, Life as an Outsider. He's got some other books as well. Uh, he's a pastor of a church uh, out there, and he also has his own podcast. We could talk about that if we have time today. First, Bob, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for the having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan was uh, talking about all the books in the back, and we know you've read them all, probably maybe written uh, most of those books behind you, right? There's at least three that I've written. The, the rest, uh, <laughs> some of them I've read, some of them are uh, just for the future. <laughs> That's like my nightstand. I have a stack of books on my nightstand that I am going to read at some point. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Bob is a very busy man. Of course, he pastors a church, has a podcast, and uh, he's a writer, speaker. I love this. We're going to talk about the book in a second, Bob. But on the press release, it says, Bob finds joy in good music, good books, good stakes. Yeah, come on. Good good conversation in his spare time. Ha ha. Right, Bob? Spare time? Really? What's that? In his spare time, he likes uh, working with his hands and riding his mountain bike. And uh, he and his wife, Lee, have four children, which you you said it's a, a beautiful picture. I haven't seen that picture yet. But, uh, Bob, for Thanksgiving, what do you guys usually do? The same thing? You Traditions? Are you going somewhere? What are you up to this Thanksgiving? Pretty much the same thing. My parents live three blocks up the street from us, and so all my kids will be home. We'll have mom and dad over. So kind of our house is the nerve center for Thanksgiving. Awesome. And now do you eat steak for Thanksgiving or do you uh, No, no steak. We, yeah, we, we go traditional for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Although we might have steak on Friday after Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's a great idea. We were talking to J.D. Greer yesterday, and he said they like to have prime rib on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. that, yeah. that yeah. sounds good. Maybe you need to invite me over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly, right? And another guest, what was that? Uh, pork, not pork loin. What was that for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, they're talking about having brisket, brisket. for Thanksgiving brisket and, for, and turkey, yeah. For Thanksgiving. Wow, we should have our own cooking show, I think, with I think Bob, we should, and we'll yeah. bring J.D. back and uh, the other guests that we had. Yeah. Hey, Bob, let's get down to business uh, first, Peter. First of all, why? why? Why Peter? Why the story about Peter and being an outsider and how that can minister to us? Well, I think, you know, if you think about the audience First Peter's writing to, obviously every text, every book we have in the Bible is situational. It's written in a particular setting. And Peter's writing, you know, in the first century to, you know, what he describes as the dispersion, Christians who are dispersed throughout the Roman Empire. And the, the themes he is sounding, the things he's writing about, are things that I think we feel more and more familiar with in America, right? There was a time when the church was a little more culturally centered and we're going to church and reading the Bible and all of those things were a little more um, expected and routine. I would say most Christians now, I think, feel more and more like like we're being pushed to the margins or like the Christian faith isn't as central in our culture as it once was. And so because Peter's writing in a situation like that and encouraging people to to think of themselves not at the center of culture, but to think of themselves as exiles and strangers. 
uh, I think this book is a, it has a unique purchase for our moment in uh, American history. It seems like whenever I've read uh, first and second Peter, it it's got some great just practical stuff yeah. for for Christian living, and I think maybe some of that comes from Peter's personality. He was just a you know let's get it done, and and sometimes didn't think before he did that. But um, how how do you think that helps folks, and and how do you weave that into the book? Well, I mean, you know, the book sort of walks through the book of First Peter. You know, it's it's written as sort of a Bible study guide. And so you know, we just tackle the themes that Peter tackles. And obviously one of the themes consistently for him is the theme of suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also got that famous passage in chapter three that talks about being ready to give an answer for the hope mm-hmm. that is in you, but doing it with gentleness and respect. Um, so yeah, the, the way that Peter is exhorting his audience, which I'm sure also come out of his own story a little bit and his own personality and uniqueness, um, I think are instructive for us as we think about how to walk through suffering, uh, how to deal with social ostracism, uh, how to be winsome and gracious and gentle, even as we stand for truth. All these things are, are really foundational to the exhortations Peter gives. Pastor Bob Thune, we're talking about uh, it's First Peter, life as an outsider. I love First Peter and Second Peter mm-hmm. and have for a long, long time. I know that we look at Peter back in the Gospels and we see, you know, uh, a man that uh, just uh, sticks his foot in the mouth uh, quite a bit. But by the time you get to First and Second Peter, the depth of that writing uh, the practical, but as well as the, just the spiritual, it's uh, just it, 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 there's a transformation that happens, and it's evident in those writings. Really enjoy uh, those books. So, what do you want folks to get out of? I love the the part that you do talk about suffering. It's not something that we like to talk about. It's it's not something we like to experience, right? Suffering, but uh, basically that's what you get when you lay down your life and pick up your cross, right? Yeah. And I think I'm trying to help Christians in our day and age um, enter into just the reality of sort of a faithful resilience, I guess, is the word that I might use. Um, If you think about how Peter is exhorting the church in the first century, it has a lot to do with, hey, be patient in suffering. Uh, You know, know that Christ is going to vindicate you in the future. Um, And and so there's a there's this sort of persistence and this patience and this uh, having a long view of life and a long view of how the kingdom of God is at work in the world around us. And I think that helps to steady us because we tend to be very right now, present tense minded people. And as Americans, we're a little bit impatient and we want everything <laughs> right now, you know, I want, I want it delivered right now. Uh, and, and so honestly, just a little bit of patience and a longer term view of discipleship is really important for us. And something else Peter talks about that I like to stress when I'm teaching a Bible study to younger kids is humility. It's something that's so lacking in our culture today. What, what about that aspect of what Peter talks about? Yeah, I mean, humility is throughout the book. And again, you see, I think in Peter's own journey and his own story, right? The, the, the thing that I think is unique about how Peter tackles that is, is because Christians are suffering and experiencing persecution and social ostracism, I think those things make it hard to be humble because those are the moments where we sort of want to, you know, the fight or flight mentality kicks in, right? We want to defend ourselves. We want to vindicate ourselves, and the importance of humility, even when we're misunderstood, mm-hmm. um, even when we're, you know, ostracized and so forth, the, the nature of humility as it affects those moments, I think is really foundational to Peter. And I think he obviously seems to have in the back of his mind, 
you know, the teaching of Jesus, uh, yeah. where Jesus says, blessed are you when people revile you and speak all kinds of evil against you falsely. That, that seems to have settled in for Peter, and it seems to be something he wants to pass on to us and to the churches in the first century as well. Hmm. Pastor Bob uh, Thune uh, talking about uh, First Peter. Is this uh, a series of messages that you had preached at the at the church or uh, yeah it started out that way yeah i preached through uh first peter in 2015 and yeah. uh and yeah so this this started out as some sermons and then we sort of turned it into a, a bible study and book yeah talk about and not only do you have the book you also do a daily podcast talk about what you guys talk about on the podcast yeah yeah we do well the I, we do a couple of them but the one i'm really um enjoy is called the daily liturgy podcast. It's really just a daily devotional. It's a, uh, about 10 to 12 minutes of just scripture. It's curated scripture readings and prayers. And so I started doing it back. Gosh, it's been a few years ago. Now I had a, a young man in our church who was a truck driver and he, you know, he sat in his truck for 12 hours a day and he's like, Hey, listen to the sermon podcast. And it's like 30 minutes. And then I got <laughs> nothing to listen to. What else you got? And, uh, and it, just, it intrigued me because I think as Christians, you know, we're so used to reading the Bible, but obviously podcasting as a new form of media has become really prominent. And I thought, how can we get the scriptures into our ears orally? And so we put together this daily liturgy podcast and it's been a year or so actually producing it. And so um, it's a real joy to offer it out there to the world and lots of people enjoy it and use it and benefit from it as a way of either uh, supplementing uh, daily devotions or even of, of just taking in the word on the way to work. Pastor Bob Thune talking about First Peter, life as an outsider, pick it up. Perfect timing. It's out. Uh, it would make a great Christmas gift or gifts. There you go. Newgrowthpress.com. We're moving into Christmas and then 2023. Bob, what do you have uh, coming up uh, in the uh, in the new year on, on any level? Writing something new, uh, preaching a new series, uh, podcast, what? I got to figure out what I'm preaching on next year, Rick. I, I, I got a month yet to, to sort of get my January through March schedule built out. But actually, uh, we're just finishing up the book of James uh, this fall, which is actually real similar to First Peter Sound, mm-hmm. some of the same themes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing that preaching series at our church and then turning the corner into the new year. And I think we'll probably tackle some Old Testament. Um, it's been a, a year or two since we, we try to just do a balanced diet at our church when it comes to preaching, you know, not just centering in one part of the Bible, but trying to preach all of Scripture. And so since we just finished James, I think we'll dial back uh, to the Old Testament and tackle that. And, and yeah, God's doing fun things here in Omaha and, and uh, in within our church. And so I'm looking forward to uh, turning the corner into a new year and and seeing him continue his faithful work to uh, to disciple his people and to call people to himself. Awesome. And finally, uh, just on a lighter note, what's on your Christmas list this year, Bob? What are you, yeah. what are you asking the family for for Christmas? Guys, I, I have four kids that are mostly college age. And what that means is they, they wow. don't spend a lot on Christmas. So yeah. honestly, <laughs> man, I uh, the joy of being with my family is kind of what's on my Christmas list. I do like... I, I like tools. So usually okay. if you ask what's on my list all the time, it's always, you know, just go to the hardware store and yeah. uh, find the next tool that I'm interested in. And that's probably the thing. <laughs> that's my kind of man. I like that. Yes. Now, now Dan has uh, three children and, and they're older and uh, mine. I have three boys. They're all actually men. Uh, and yeah, we can, we've suffered through that as well. I, I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about on that. Do you uh, narrow it down, you and Lee, to one present per child since you have four? Or do you just go, all right, let's just go crazy here? 
No, we keep it pretty focused. We uh, had to make some, you know, and I've got an extended family too, obviously. So we kind of had to say, hey, let's let's uh, set some boundaries here and yeah. uh, have some priorities for how we want to think about it. So yeah, usually one gift per kid is kind of how it goes. So would they be disappointed if they got your book for Christmas? I think they would. I don't think that counts. I don't think that counts. <laughs> Pastor Bob Boone, uh, it's a great book. Check it out. First Peter, Life as an Outsider, NewGrowthPress.com. Bob, we'd love to have you back. Let's take a break. Also, BobThune.com. That's T-H-U-N-E.com. Check it out. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Yes. It's Faith on Fire. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 